Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And we're here today to talk about um, the new film um, in the Conjuring universe called um, Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah, so this is the third in the Annabelle series mm-hmm. of the Conjuring universe. Annabelle's a doll mm-hmm. that um, is caused some trouble and then got under lock and key um, at the... Ed and Lorraine Warren house. Ed and Lorraine Warren, for those who don't know, they were real people, and they purported to be, you know, I don't know what they were. They, 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 they battled demons. And whether or not you want to believe that was true, or whether they were just, you know, making stuff up, I don't know, that's up to you. But they've done some movies about, they're, you know, kind of built around that, and this is part of it. Um, we kind of saw this last Saturday night, or something and just something to do mm-hmm. and um i was pleasantly surprised by it mm-hmm. um and i haven't been actually all that happy with the previous two annabelle movies mm-hmm. but in this one um ed and lorraine they, they get annabelle from this group of young people who she was wreaking havoc on and annabelle i guess is sort of a conduit uh, and a beacon for like just a whole bunch of nasty demons and mm-hmm. spirits and stuff so they take her back to their place, and they put her under like a glass lock and key, special church window glass. Right. And then they go away for, I don't know, um, some kind of something somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they leave their daughter at home. Um, their daughter's name is Judy. And she has a babysitter friend that comes over. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as always happens in... In movies like this, you know, the babysitter's not supposed to have anyone over, but she has people over. So she has a friend of hers come over, and then there's a, a, a young guy that, you know, likes them, so, like, he kind of comes by, too. And anyway, um, the babysitter's friend um, does something she shouldn't do, mm. and then chaos ensues. Yeah. Yeah. So I was rather shocked by how much I liked this movie. I think of all the movies in the Conjuring universe, aside from the two the Conjuring movies. Mm. This is probably my favorite. Um, yeah, I was just really... I, of course, I had pretty low expectations going in, but, I mean, I, they were far exceeded. I, I liked this movie quite a lot. And I think it owes a lot to the performances of the three characters, the, the, the daughter and then the babysitter and the babysitter's friend. The three female characters, I thought, were really strong, well-acted, and, I mean, I had a lot of, you know, uh, the motivation that the babysitter's friend has to kind of do the things she shouldn't do, I thought was actually quite powerful and um, ultimately um, kind of a, a moving, uh, a moving um, aspect of the film um, that I wasn't expecting. I mean, I think this, this movie has some emotional depth that if you probably won't, expect mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean you know it's it's a popular horror film trope that, that you know the babysitter is terrorized and this is another one of those but i think <laughs> this is a really really good one clever one mm-hmm. and yeah i liked it a lot what, what did you think yeah oh i liked it a lot too so this felt to me kind of old school i mean it's set i think in the early 70s mm-hmm. for one thing but just in general, in, in this, this, this sort of, I felt like in the style uh, and the way it's made, it um, reminded me of maybe older horror movies that, you know, aren't 
quite so in your face mm. with with everything. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I do want to you know give a shout out to you know the actors in here. So you know, McKenna Grace played Judy, the Warren's daughter, and Madison Eisman played. Um, um, I think she played the babysitter, and then Katie Sarif played the babysitter's friend. And then Michael Cimino, if I'm pronouncing his last name right, he played the, the young man who was smitten mm-hmm. with one of them mm-hmm. and comes by. That's not the same Michael Cimino who directed Heaven's Gate and, and other movies. But <laughs> um, anyway, this, they all do a good job, and they're younger actors, and they, and they hold their own in this. And so they're good in this. Um, the sound design is really good in this. So a, a lot of what I found to be particularly disturbing in this movie are things that you hear or that are implied but you mm-hmm. do not actually see. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it, a scene is set up and you are afraid about what might happen and, and then the camera will cut away to, you know, and then you'll hear something happening. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and in your mind then is, is, is making up what is, is occurring. And to me, that was very terrifying. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I liked that. And, you know... When things start to really go down, the the house they're in becomes you know shrouded in fog, and the look of the film in general, like in the, in those scenes and um, in inside the house at nighttime, it, it has a good look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Burgess was the cinematographer, um, and I also um, wanted to uh, make a note of the editing. So the way this movie is, is cut, like so, you know. Uh, and we kind of talked about it, I think, after we saw it. But the um, there will be a scene like they have certain things going on. You know, different people are in different parts of the house, mm-hmm. and there will be uh, something. Uh, there will be a scene with one character and some demons and mm-hmm. or spirits or weird crap going on, <laughs> and they'll they'll all of a sudden like it'll really come to a, like a, a climax there, but not quite. Mm-hmm. But things are really about to go quite badly, mm-hmm. and then it'll cut to another part of the house mm-hmm. and another character and what mm-hmm. they're going through. And then same thing, things will start to really ramp up, mm-hmm. and right as they get to that point, boom, cut to another um, another part of the house. And the way they were interlocking those scenes was just it was just great. Um, okay. I, I loved it. Yeah, I did too. I, you know, I, you said it wasn't uh, an in-your-face horror film, and that. I don't remember it being gory at all, and I don't think it really relies on jump scares so much. In fact, I'm kind of shocked that I double-checked. It's an R-rated movie. To me, this could have easily been PG-13. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and you know, this is a preference of mine, it's not gory. Um, it doesn't rely so much on, on the jump scares. It's just very, very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I really liked that. Um, it was a nice change of pace. Um, yeah, to me, I think if you're going into this expecting that kind of horror movie, a jump scare, gory movie, you might be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I mean, I loved this kind of old school feel, like you mentioned. And I love the set design. Um, yeah, their house is really yeah. well done here. It's, and I like that it's kind of, most of the movie is confined to the house and the environment around the house. And I don't know, it almost, I can I can see this one being one that I rewatch frequently because it's almost got this kind of cozy feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, and I have a certain nostalgia for 70, 80, 70s and 80s, uh, uh, you know, decor and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So I, I particularly liked it. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, I agree totally about the, the set design and the kind of cozy uh, quality of it, which just sounds mm-hmm. odd to be talking about coziness when you talk about <laughs> a horror movie, but there's a, there's a certain level of coziness that can still evoke and can even help evoke um, unease or terror yeah. or, or, you know, whatever, and uh, isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and another thing I, I, I liked about this one, um, and, and, and I want to try and talk about this without giving too much away, but one of the things that I've been disappointed in with maybe the other Annabelle movies or also The Nun is they have these different props. So, you know, in this movie you see, like, Ed and Lorraine have a room, and we've seen this room before in other Conjuring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Universe movies, where they collect all these artifacts, these mm-hmm. items that are you know, related to evil spirits and mm-hmm. they put them in the room and <laughs> lock it away and have it blessed every week or something like that. Right. And these are interesting things and you are very kind of curious about, oh, what is their story? What is mm-hmm. the backstory? But the issue I have had with this so far is whether it be Annabelle or whether it be the nun, the backstory is always the same. It's a demon. Mm-hmm. Just, some, just some demon. And, you know, and then, then that's the story. Right. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like the same thing. Every, I mean, okay, so it may go into this doll or mm-hmm. it may take the form of a nun. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I found I find that boring and repetitive. Yeah. Um, so in this movie, they don't... They, the, 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 like I said, this room is full of these artifacts and they all have a backstory. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, and in this sense, they don't spend a whole bunch of time on the backstory it's just they spend, they give you enough info so for when things go down it's each of these are unique enough that I feel like and, and they don't all you know just rely on some, being some demon or something so I don't know I found it really neat and I found it kind of a, a you know I like the plethora of, 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 of artifacts here to, to kind of scare people yeah um so, yeah, I know. Yeah, it was interesting to see, to learn more about some of those artifacts and, yeah, how they manifest themselves in the house yeah. is, is very interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Liked it a lot. Yeah, what do you give it? I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a, an 8.6. Okay. I thought it was, you know, just really good at what it did. So our score is an 8.3. It has a I think barely fresh tomato meter <laughs> rating of sixty four percent, and an audience score of seventy percent. Yeah, I really think it's it's better than both those scores. I think uh, I do too. You should definitely give it a chance. I know that when we went, so we went to this you know on a Saturday night, and I think we may have been the oldest people there. <laughs> a lot of people there were you know they're I think probably late teens, early twenties, and. Um, um, I was a little worried at first because it was a, a loud crowd, like even during the before the lights went down and during mm-hmm. the previews. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, oh, so this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going to talk through the whole movie. But they were like really quiet yeah. throughout the movie. And I'm hoping that was because they were, you know, you know, riveted and, right. and involved. Hope they were, hopefully they weren't bored. I hope so too. Like I said, I mean, if you're going into this expecting um, kind of a traditional modern horror movie, you might be disappointed. I mm. hope that wasn't the case. No. But. All right. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you.